Welcome to the Jill on Money Coronavirus Market Update. It is Thursday, July 23rd. So that means when we talk to you tomorrow, we'll tell you what happened with weekly jobless claims. But today I want to do two things. One is, of course, I want to answer your questions. But first, I want to run a segment that I just did on CBS this morning, this week. Many of you have been asking us about whether or not we think it's worth it for you to send your kids or you yourselves back to school. And in this pandemic, what does higher education really mean? So here's my segment with Anthony Mason on CBS This Morning. And don't worry, we'll do a couple questions after this is done. So here we go. In today's Eye on Money, weighing the cost of college during the pandemic with schools across the country shifting to online learning, many college students are trying to decide whether that experience is worth the high price of tuition. We spoke to a diverse group of students about the factors they are considering. I have four online classes and uh, one hybrid class. I'm going to do strictly online classes. I'm looking at uh, skipping my fall semester. With RISD, there's going to be a two-week quarantine first. Even after I sent in my gap year like acceptance, I was still deciding whether or not I really wanted to do it. It's a tough choice to decide not to go to campus. I won't have that freshman experience. Like, I don't want to be dramatic, but it's kind of heartbreaking when you love school and you love learning. I realized I'm a lot better at learning in person rather than online. I felt that my money would be um, put to better use if I were to wait for classes to be in person. As for me, it was difficult deciding whether or not like I wanted to actually go this year, if I wanted to like do it in person versus online. For a lot of my friends, they find it really hard that they're paying like very large amount of money for an online education and they feel like that kind of money could be spent elsewhere. I do have some concerns. I've taken online courses before and I think that they're fine. Obviously not ideal, but I really want to graduate in four years. That's a big factor for me. The fall semester is going to start whether you're there or not. I mostly ponder on what I expected. I expected to go to campus in the fall. I expected to move in. I expected everything to be perfect. And it's just difficult because now you have to adjust to the unexpected. Joining us to discuss financial options for students is CBS News business analyst Jill Schlesinger. Jill, good morning. This is such a hard choice. I have a rising junior. We're going through this at home. Uh, You're paying all this money and your kids may be taking classes online. Should you consider the possibility of a gap year in a situation like this? Just waiting till everything gets back to normal. I know so many families are having these discussions like yours, Anthony. But the problem is that when we look at college, we know that, of course, a college education is worth it. College graduates make more over their lifetimes. But the weird thing is, according to the Federal Reserve Bank, that gap year will cost you, get this, $90,000 over your work life because you're entering the labor force a year later and you've taken that year off. So from the perspective of money in your pocket, it's probably better to go back to school, of course, with the greatest precautions. Jail, there are a lot of lawsuits that have been filed uh, demanding tuition refunds because students have been sent home effectively. Uh, Is there any chance that these people are going to recoup their money? I doubt it. I mean, a lot of universities were very quick to to refund money for room and board, obviously, last semester. But I think these lawsuits aren't really going anywhere. But that said, 
If your family's financial condition has changed because of the virus, you should go back to your university. You should explain that. You should try to get another financial aid package. And I want to be crystal clear about this. When you get that package, be sure to understand what you are getting as a grant, basically free money, but what's coming in the form of a loan. I think a lot of universities and colleges confuse these terms Try to make sure you understand this. Do try to get a discount if your family has been impacted. There is something called tuition insurance, Jill. Is that something people should be considering? And does it even cover a pandemic? Well, it mostly will exclude a pandemic, except if you you or your child becomes sick from the pandemic. I, look, tuition insurance is kind of interesting. I didn't know anything about it till researching it in depth. You know, there are certainly reasons why you'd want a refund. Maybe your child has a chronic disorder. Maybe something's going on in his or her life, a, sort of a, a mental or emotional issue. Then it will pay. But for the pandemic or just fear of going back to school, that would would be excluded. So like many insurance policies, there's a list of things that it won't cover. One good thing in all of this, Jill, is that federal student loan interest rates are at all time lows. Can or should students consider refinancing at this point? Well, remember, the federal government, and remember, the, the federal government does about 90% of all student loans. Those are the rates that we're talking about. 2.75% for undergraduate loans. It's down by about 40% from a year ago. This is for the upcoming academic year only. So you might have older loans that clearly have higher interest rates. What's the upside of refinancing? A lower rate. But a downside of refinancing a federal student loan is that you lose all of those options for repayment, income-based repayment, some of the school forgiveness loans if you were a public service, and we also, you would lose that freeze of your interest rate at 0%, which is now frozen through September. So be very careful, run the numbers, but it could be a good idea, especially if those loans are at much higher rates. Yeah, so many tough decisions for students right now, Jill. Thank you. After this quick word from Policy Genius, we'll answer a couple of your questions. Hey, I'm Brett Podolsky, co-founder of The Farmer's Dog. We make fresh food for dogs. We started the company when we saw what a huge difference it made in my own dog, Jada, when she stopped eating ultra-processed kibble and started eating fresh, whole food. The farmer's dog food isn't fancy. It's just real food delivered to your door in pre-portioned packs. It's better for them and easier for you. Get 50% off your first box at thefarmersdog.com slash podcast. That's thefarmersdog.com slash podcast. Okay, we're back. And this is from David who writes, hello, Jill and Mark. Thank you for what you are doing. I enjoy the daily podcast with my morning cup of coffee. A little history. I'm a 58-year-old investor that has a 401k with principal. I invest the maximum amount yearly with a value of $300,000 and an average return to date, 7 to 9%. My wife just turned 60 this year. Oh, God. Unfortunately, she just passed away from cancer this year. Oh, my God. She, David, I'm so sorry. He goes on to write, she is my rock and my life. I'm going to cry. She has a 403B with Fidelity with a value of $500,000 and a pension of $300,000. My question is, should I roll both of these into my 401k with principal? 
We each have a Roth IRA with Vanguard that we max out each year. The value is $100,000. My plan is to work another seven years, God willing. My long-range goal has changed, and now I need to focus on a legacy for my kids. Since taxes will be low for the next few years, I will start converting the IRA to a Roth IRA, looking for your insight on her accounts at this time. David. David, oh my God, I'm so sad, and I'm so sad for you, and I just feel terrible. So I'm going to answer your question first, and that is her 403B with Fidelity and the pension can be rolled over into a beneficiary IRA, and I would open that account at Vanguard since you each have an account there already basically be called, it will be labeled as a beneficiary IRA and put the money there. I don't think it would really be hard for you to put it into an active 401k. I don't think you could actually. So make that your beneficiary IRA. And then you can invest it however you are investing your various other assets. And don't make any big decisions in the next year or so, whatever it is. I mean, if you feel like you want to move or you want to do this, try to just stay centered, go through your grieving process, but no big financial decisions. If you feel like you need more help, we are here for you and our sincere, sincere condolences. It's a terrible thing. I'm just so sorry. Oh, Mark, I feel so sad about that. So sad. Okay. So, Earlier this week, we answered a question from Kieran from Chicago, and Kieran followed up and wrote, oh my God, you acknowledged and answered my questions. I have the biggest smile on my face. My wife is giving me a look like, what are you up to? LOL. So a follow-up question. On one of your podcasts, you mentioned that the IRS could ask for stimulus money back if your income from 2020 is higher than it was stated in the CARES Act bill. Let's assume that I can pay my taxes on conversion from 401k to 401k Roth. Would it be beneficial to take stimulus money by not, no, don't do this. Don't do this. First of all, it's bad juju. So don't do that. The question is, should we convert enough money so that our income would be under the limit to receive the full stimulus money and be able to convert some portion to Roth? Ay, ay, ay. Mark, what am I going to do with this guy? No, don't do that. Okay. So- Kieran's sweet though. Thank you so much for all of your help. Please continue to provide the help you're providing. You make a big difference in the world by providing guidance free with a big smiley face to many individuals. It's hard to come by in our corporate structured world. Please be safe. Sincerely, Kieran. Well, Kieran, thank you. So that's number one. Don't overthink this too much. You're young. You're doing great. Keep doing what you're doing. Okay. Mark, I'm still just, I'm, I'm really, I'm so sad just sad about that other question. So I want to make sure that we all understand. Let's send like our collective Jill on money, family condolences and energy. I wish you all very good health. And I I know that everyone goes through something in their lives and they may be going through something right now for you and yours. So if there's anything that we can do to help you out, just send us an email. It's askjill at jillonmoney.com. Wash your hands, wear your masks, Maintain your physical distancing and lift someone up today. Do something nice for someone else. Thanks so much for listening. We'll talk to you tomorrow. Tomorrow.